In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how to subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Hello and welcome to Let Me Talk Details. This is a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football. It's a space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game-by-game analysis. I'm David Mooney. As ever, the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee is alongside me. Hello. Sam, what is on today's show? Yeah, we're looking at the most emotional we've ever been watching City for various reasons. And that's both of us, isn't it? It's that, not, is, that includes you. Yeah, that includes me. And what we see in our mind's eye when we think of a classic Aguero goal, Harlan goal, De Bruyne goal, all these kind of things. Let Me Talk Details is a platform for you to get involved as well. We'd love to hear from you, so email hello at lmtpod.com if you've got any questions, thoughts or ponderings about City or football in general. Pete says, a question for you all. Yes, including you, Sam, despite not being a City fan. What is the most emotional you've ever got about City? There was one thing that sprung to mind. This when Aguero left. Probably involuntarily <laughs> crying about Aguero left, which is so weird. I must have had some stuff going on. Um, I suppose the other thing as well, at the time, the Aguero goal was probably, you know, probably brought out some strong fucking emotions. <laughs> From that, the other way. At that point, yeah. Um, in terms of on the pitch, I think the most obvious is probably... The Villa game, because mm. I was messaging Nadam, he was in Rome, and it was just kind of like, especially with all the feelings the week before against West Ham, because I was messaging Jack, and Jack wasn't there, and I, I remember saying, I've said this before on the podcast, I think, but I was thinking, like, I know there's still a half to go, and with City, you can never rule out them coming back, well, now, not these days, anyway. Like, my emotions want to say, I just want to message you like anybody would be messaging their mate, and I want to mm. say, they fucked it, mate. Like that was how I was feeling at the time. But I knew, like, professionally and just kind of level-headedly, things would probably be all right. Mm. But my, at the time, I was thinking they fucked it. I so then know. when they're 2-0 down against Villa, I'm like, they have fucked it. Well, 2-0 against Villa, I don't know if I've ever told this story or not, so apologies if I have. Um, we'd gone out for breakfast and stuff, and all my mates and everything before the game, like, gone out, had a proper sort of, like, today's the day sort of thing. Bit nervous, but okay, everything. But yeah, this will be it. Th- yeah. This should be it. Um, and because it's the last day of the season, like, everybody's there. Everybody's made the effort to come in. My partner's come in with us and doesn't really care about football too much. Hopes City win so that I'm in a good mood sort of sort of level. But we'll watch the game and we'll kind of engage with it. 
and um, we all go off to the game. He goes off buying records, goes goes home, and gets home at two nil. And I've been texting all the way through, going, "They fucked this. They've just absolutely, they've they've absolutely fucked this." Um, and he's like, "Well, you never know. You never know." Like this. Yeah, and then, shut up. Yeah, and I'm like, "I don't like shut. I don't want <laughs> to hear this." Hear it, yeah. um, and then he gets in and he goes, "Should I put it on?" And I was like, "No, because they're just fucking it. So don't don't put it on." And he turned it on immediately. 2-1. Immediately 2-2. Two, two. And he's like, I don't know what you were worried about. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is not how it goes. Yeah. I was watching the game. I know how I know how it was going and that it was out of the blue and unexpected. The thing is, it was just it wasn't like out of body experience, but obviously internally when they turned it around, because I was, I was very happy that they did. But it's just sitting in the press box. I was just like, it's one of those things, you know, people like take pictures of press boxes from time to time. It's like, look how miserable they are. It's like, well. Journalists are generally miserable bastards anyway. <laughs> and also, like, because there was that one with Miguel, wasn't it? Like, after the Real Madrid game or something. And it was like, after the Madrid game, when you're all at your happiest, is when we're probably working the hardest. Mm. So that's no real reflection of anything. But if someone had taken a picture of me at that point... It'd be stunned. But I would have been just completely different outside compared to inside kind of thing. And that was, like, an obvious kind of... Just like this is mad. Like what a like what a privilege to be at. Mm. What a great turnaround. So like dramatic, all the stuff you kind of want from football, which apparently you don't get with City. There was that. But in terms of, you know, you mentioned in the morning of, I don't really remember it that clearly. I remember again, we talked on the podcast last week about looking out, not over Porto, because it was on like the back of the stadium. So you just like saw some trees and people mm. having a piss in the bush or something. But this was, we were, we went up the spirals, you know, where the, the, the bus comes in and it was, there was loads of flares and stuff, good atmosphere. And I was like, they're, they're going to, this will be easy, this. Like, this will be like 3-0, no problem. So I don't, I don't remember having any, like, strong emotions that day. It was just kind of, you know, what you did sounds mm. amazing. That's what it's all about, really, isn't it? But I just remember, you know, just turn up, you know, this will be fine. But the Brighton game, 2019, Brighton away. So we were supposed to, well, I was supposed to stay in an Airbnb with Jack Gorn from the Mail, John Smith from ESPN or Goal at the time, ESPN probably, because I was still at Goal, um, and Hursty from the Times, unlike Brighton Seafront, so it was like City win the league, Ooh, we'll go out. A few beers be on the beach oh, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Nice day as well. Um, but I circumstances changed. Well, basically, so we, like, me and my wife were going through like, IVF at the time, hmm. um, and I think like her procedure was like the day after. So in the end, I couldn't stay down. You had to come back. But I, I just like drove like four hours down. I think I did it like three hours 20. I was absolutely flying. And then come straight, but yeah. Just working out legal. the average speed if that's legal, yeah. <laughs> um, and then come back on the same day. Can you purge but, yourself on a podcast? Let's find out. <laughs> how can you purge yourself? I've never had to deny it. <laughs> just admit to it. Um, but on the way down, talking about, I've seen that meme recently. It's like, what what do men mean when they say they've got a lot of stuff going on? I was like, probably the serious answer is probably like IVF stuff and like being invested in a football club mm. in the weird way that I am. And I remember listening to, oh God, it's a Panic at the Disco song. And I'd seen it recently on like a lip sync battle. We have very different tastes. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's not really my kind of, it's not really my kind of thing. I think it's just, I write sins, not tragedies. Let me just put it on. Yeah, this one. So I put, I must have put that on, oh, I reckon 50 times on the way down. That was the only <laughs> thing I listened to for like three hours, 20 minutes or whatever it was. It was just the nerves of, 
because that was the first one where it was with Liverpool. Mm. And as much as I wanted City to win, I didn't want City. I didn't want Liverpool to win. And I didn't want it to be. Like, if Liverpool are going to win the league, crack on. Do it like they did when it didn't count. Um, in the in the behind closed doors bit, you know, but you know what I mean. It's like everyone knew, everyone, everyone knows it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. They've time to prepare for it. Crack on. It could not be. Don't steal it. City see. winning thirteen games and then stacking it on the last day. That can't be how it goes. Mm. So obviously there was those emotions coming into it with the Villa game, but Liverpool had won the title by then. A bit more kind of like this is how it goes. But at that point against Brighton, it was not today. So I just kind of went a bit mad on the drive down, <laughs> and then obviously. Was it Glenn Murray who scored? Yeah, I think so. But then there wasn't really enough time. The equaliser was to think, like a oh, minute shit. later. It yeah. was very quick. I remember we had to do videos for, because I was still at goal at that point, like reaction videos. I don't think I had a chance to record it before Aguero. Aguero, Aguero and then Laporte. Yeah. And Laporte yeah. I don't think I had a chance to record it before that had happened. But like, I think maybe I did. I might still have them on my phone, but I didn't look especially happy about how that how it was going at that point but then after that like compared to Villa it was a walk in the park wasn't mm. it Consider, considering they'd, they'd went down in, so that was the day when Wolves fans like tricked Anfield into thinking that City were losing or something mm. they did that again on the day the Villa, the Villa. Yeah. you know Liverpool got home on the last day of the season yeah, it's Wolves Wolves again yeah. it's going to happen again and hopefully like, it's exactly <laughs> the same well the same outcome this time as before if, Wolf, if the Wolves fans can pull off a hat-trick, then there's got to be some kind of statue, <laughs> statue consideration. Yeah. I don't know how you'd make it work. I don't know how you'd boil down a Wolves fan into one body, but we won't go there. <laughs> um, anyway, this is, just, this is just me and my kind of weird relationship with following a football team well, for whatever reason. Well, I know why the reason is, but for whatever reason yeah. for the emotions. But I'm sure you'll have some actual good answers. Well, my emotional responses, I think, weirdly, are all pre-takeover. Like like proper when I was a teenager, young sort of person involved watching this football club fuck it up in the most ecstatic of ways. Mm. So I remember, I mean, everyone, everyone listening to this will immediately think of 99 in the playoff final. I, I'm fucking City's 99 playoff correspondent these days with the amount of stuff I've done on it. But I remember I was on a camping trip in Anglesey with school on that one. And my dad drove... Uh, about a 600 mile round trip that weekend to pick me up from the Excellent. school trip to go to go to the game and then i remember i was i was really upset when they were losing and i didn't have didn't have the emotional I, let's see i've read this question as emotional joy of of watching mm. the game i didn't get that at, at wembley um because it was more it was more relief of of turning out turning yeah. it around and also the fact that i was on this school trip with united fans so like yeah, you've just won the European Cup. Oh, yeah, you've just lost to Gillingham at Wembley, have yeah. you? Yeah, welcome back sort of thing. Wasn't looking forward to that. Um, and I think the like genuinely the most emotional, because it still affects me now, whenever it's on Sky Replay and you watch it back, it's the year after when they beat Blackburn on the final day to go up. When Mark Kennedy scores, it's the third goal of four. That was a moment I knew they were going up. And I... I think it's, I watched it at my grandmother's on Sky, and I think it's Rob Hawthorne's commentaries burned into my head. The way he says, Dick off looking to secure the win, Kennedy probably has done as the ball goes over the line. I just, like, I can just still to this day feel the, like, like it's like a, a wave of emotion that just starts, like, it, it, like, I could start crying at that goal mm. still in my mid 30s. It happened in the year 2000, it's 25 years ago nearly. Like, that everything that's happened in the since the takeover and the stuff they've won 
still still get dragged back down to that Mark Kennedy goal, and I can't really explain why. And that's I guess that's football, isn't it? That's the that's the the ultimate oh, it's thing. It's nostalgia. It's the Champions League final should do that to me, and maybe it will in years to come. Well, it probably will. Like. But it's it's always that thing of things were better when you were young, regardless yeah. of what it was. Moments were better. But I also wonder if it's because when I was young, like now these days, where you, you kind of you don't expect City to win, but you realise that it is certainly a very strong possibility because of the resources they've got and the manager they've got and the players they've got and how they can how they can play. The R word. Yes. Um, back then. I'd only have, I think it's because I'd only ever known City messing it up mm. and that was the first time they didn't and that was the first time when they overachieved, I guess, in my lifetime and that's po that's possibly why it is, I don't know. What about the FA Cup final this year? Well, last year. Um, that. Well, that, yeah, but that was for personal reasons more than anything else. Well, everything, yeah, right? you know what I mean? Because... Yeah. Especially in terms of it's expected or still a high chance, but like in terms of the jeopardy, you know, going back yeah. to you got that school trip, obviously you don't have to be around United yeah. a lot, but not winning the treble because United have beaten you in the FA Cup yeah, final. I get that. I think for me with that one more is, as I said, my mum wasn't very well and mm. that was the first game back and she'd sat down next to me and the game had kicked off and I was doing the thing of, are you, you know, you all right, you're comfortable. And then I look up at the, and the first thing I see is Gundogan connects with the ball. Yeah, so That's mad. mad. That is mad. And that, so that, that it never, it never got me in an emotional way. It got me in a kind of a disbelief way mm. that I just couldn't believe yeah, what I was that seeing. That feels like that whole period was great. Just like job wise, mm. football wise, life wise. It was just like that is like a golden memory, that whole period of mm. going out. And like, again, like that, I, well, we just made sure we were enjoying ourselves at the end of the season as well. Like, so that the day, like the game was good enough. But I feel like that was more, again, this is a mad thing. For me to say, but like that was more like relief for mm. me because I didn't want City to get so close to winning the treble and then lose it in those circumstances in either final. So that was more relief. But then after that, like just had like a great night out in well, Camden initially, and then mm. wherever that yeah. we ended up. But it, all but all those kind of emotions are more tied to like the experience around it rather than the matches the themselves. Itself, but again, yeah. just that disbelief of again because. It's probably it's probably similar to Villa. It wasn't like I would have been like celebrating with that Gundogan thing, but it's just kind of like the players on the pitch are going mental. The City ends going mental. Have they really just scored straight away? How did it happen? Mm. I want to see a replay. I'm in this very serious setting, and it just feels like what it's not out of body experience, but yeah. it's almost like I wish I was. In a I different wish, part I, of the I, ground. I wish I could observe this And it's almost like, yeah, but it's almost like... So I don't like really doing World Cups and European Championships and stuff because the best way of watching those is with your mates yeah. and your family in the pub. And I didn't watch the Argentina-France World Cup final and I know people who were there and it'll be like the best thing they ever did or like football-wise mm -hmm. anyway. And I kind of feel like that would have been good to go to. But I had a good time in Argentina anyway. It's not like I was struggling mm. for World Cup memories. But the best thing, you know, this summer, I don't want to go to the Euros. I might go, well, I might have liked to go to the Copa America in the States, but I think there'll be an opportunity for the travel with City in the summer anyway, pre-season-wise. So that's fine. I'd rather watch it with friends. But like, I don't know, but I feel like if I'd have been, if I'd have been at home watching it on my own or with Amy or whatever, wouldn't have like gone mental or mm. I'd have been happy with the goal. But I feel like if I'd have been with my mates 
um, the lads who I meet up with when we go to European trips, I think I would have gone mental with them on their behalf because ultimately this is where the line's very blurred. But I want City to win. I'm with them and I'm very happy for them as well. Mm. Like if I was with Nadam, like Nadam, Nadam sprinted towards me after the Champions League final because he was working with City and I went down onto the concourse to speak to my boss. So I was on the phone and I was like, if he doesn't stop, he's gonna flat. <laughs> but it was, but he did stop because I mean, he's he's just big, he's just like, strong as fuck. But it was just kind of like hugging each other, mm. and it was like I was just happy for him, and I was happy for City. And it's just this weird kind of scenario but that I'm you, in. But like, but I, again, with the Champions League final at the end, it was just kind of that was just relief. I think mm. that was probably the same for the players. But I was like, I was sat next to Oliver K in the press box, and like City weren't playing well, were they? And again, no, no, speaking no. of, you can't get this close and mess it up especially after Porto and all that. When Rodri scored, I think I just kind of put my head on his shoulder and went, ah, like that, just like a, just a noise. Mm. But again, I just thought, obviously in the press box, there's no celebrating the way, but I just thought at that point, I, was, I wasn't I was like, I'd say Brighton levels of going mad. Mm. But it was just like, you need a kind of outlet for this scenario that I want to happen. And I feel like they deserve to happen. And obviously it was just, it was the perfect goal because I suppose with the Gundogan because one... we on details the week before we'd said, how are they going to score it? <laughs> yes, well, that was good. But also because... So we mentioned with the the Newcastle winner, Oscar Bob, that was so late and unexpected. You just think, you know, they, they were so neat. The, mm. the ball was great. The, the double was touch great. was so good. You just think, well, that was too easy. And everyone's looking around for a second and going, was that offside? Like, how, how, can that be a goal? There must with, be something wrong with With the Gundogan with yeah. thing, like I said, I, it's like, I need to see a replay. What happened? But with the Rodri one... It felt like, you know, that took two hours for him to call back to him. Mm. You know, is it going to get blocked? What's he going to do with it? The ex- it was all there. So for the for like a, an explosion of joy, that had all the ingredients there. And again, you see the videos for like in the in the in the end behind the goal or whatever. Um, that was amazing. But again, that was just kind of can't really move for nerves. I remember like mm. the city fans weren't particularly loud in that game, but I get it. I don't think you're going to get that from England English fans really. I just, I just think he's just so gripped by nerves. You know, we talk about relief for the player. I just think that City fans had a great night on the Friday, and certainly the ones I witnessed and was part of, and then presumably on the day. But then it's just, you're just paralysed, I think, mm. for the 90 minutes. You just think, and like City weren't playing well either. It wasn't like there was no cause to be singing about the best defence in Europe or whatever, because they, they weren't particularly shaky, but it just was... The I mean, nerves are I mean, transmitted I mean, from the pitch the, to the crowd and vice versa. There yeah. were some moments, Edison uh, yeah, well, yeah, giving yeah. it away and well, Akanji, 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 Akanji just leaving it. Yeah. He'll leave. He'll, 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 he'll have this. Despite <laughs> the fact that he must have seen and gone, well, he isn't going to get it. That was awful. Um, but that was, just, that, all those moments were just like, I think it was just like a paralysis in the away end. But obviously, in other cultures, like the Inter fans would have been making the constant kind of just throughout, yeah. you know, just there's just a noise. But with English fans, you don't really don't get, get that. that. I think with City fans in particular as well, because I think there's just a kind of, I don't know, like an edge or whatever, mm. but there's just nerves in a lot of cases and that in particular, just like just paralysis is the can best I, way I can think. Can I tell you a little thing that really annoys me about the Gundogan goal in the derby at Wembley? I can't think of what it could be. It's the fact that United, a United player touches it. What, for the assist? Yeah. I, I wish that had been headed by Haaland and Gundogan had touched it so that the first touch of a United, a United player had in that final was at 1-0 down. <laughs> that is... Incredible levels of like Bertie. pettiness, but um, the thing about that is, I said this to Nadam in Copenhagen because I was down like speaking to other people and I went past him just as the second half was kicking off and City kicked off and Edison punted it. So, how funny is it that you know, for all City are like very 
planned out, play out from the back, yeah. do things wrong. <laughs> Every time from kickoff, they just boot it just to win second balls and see what happens. And the only time it's led directly to a goal was the FA Cup final yeah. against United <laughs> after 12 seconds. Like It wasn't kicking off after United had scored after 20 minutes. It wasn't the second half. It was 12 seconds. I, I, like that's, you know, so I don't really care whether David May headed it to him or not. Like, <laughs> if, if, it's just the fact that that's the only time it's worked to that extent. I don't even think Guardiola's expecting that to happen. But I suppose if you just put the ball in the corner and see, see what, what happens, happens then yeah. it might do. But how funny is it that it was just it just happened to be there? We'll be back in a few minutes after an ad break. Speak to you shortly. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Tim says, in your mind's eye, what is the most Guardiola-style City goal? Who scores it and how is it scored? I actually did this for the Athletic a few years ago, like a good few years ago, to the extent where there's been so many. Because I actually looked at goals they had scored to kind of identify what that would be. But there's been so many goals since then, I could probably do it again. Um, At that point, it was a goal they'd scored at West Brom. Everyone touched it? I don't know if it was, it may have been everyone. All I remember was it ended up being Walker 
So it wasn't like the class because you'd think like probably all the elements are everyone's touching it. Was it Sane in the in the League Cup? I'm thinking. No, but that was unreal. That goal wasn't that an annoyance that then. Everyone touched it apart, but uh, uh, so no, like, no West Brom player touched it, and then the goalkeeper saved it, and Sane put the rebound in. So yeah, like that. was it? Wasn't Ben Foster? Oh, could have been Ben Foster. Foster. Yeah, yeah. could have been. Ben Which Foster. again for the Burt points. Yeah, you're probably Good. quite happy with that actually. Although no, not going by the same cup final logic, probably not. No. But no, it was a league game. It might have. Been, it can't have been the first season. It would have been seventeen eighteen, I reckon, and it was at the end where the away fans are. Mm. But I think so. Probably the points you'd look for now. Uh, I'd like to think it would start with the goalkeeper or them regaining possession, going back to halfway. They probably have 20 at least passes where they're waiting and then suddenly accelerate really quickly. Because obviously for a while it was the old triangle on the left-hand side, yeah. cut back and somebody scoring from the right. Um, but obviously now you've got more of a, it, it could be kind of cooked over there and then the, you deliver it. To the, to the you know they switch the play yeah. and it gets cut back not the goal against Forest this year when Rodri switched it Walker inside it back, it back and, and Foden, Foden put it scored, in. which was great but it's like you feel like there might have to be like just a De Bruyne assist I feel like that would have to be it but and even at the time I was thinking that would be it but it was just something about that move it was Walker who ended up sliding the ball across and it may have been Aguero finishing it and it wasn't quite a tap in at the back post with the goalkeeper beaten, but it was like the goalkeeper stood in the net, but he just had to finish it kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I remember thinking at the time that had most of the ingredients. There was a lot of passes. It was very patient. It was on the left. They got it out to Walker. He crossed it in. Somebody finished it. I feel like that's roughly it. That triangle down the left. No, it was down the right-hand side, wasn't it, for uh, the Sane goal at Arsenal in that that day when it snowed and the yeah, lines were blue. Yeah. Um, they, they played... They, powered it around on the right-hand side under pressure and yeah, then broke through right, and, yeah. and got it through. And then, again, he... Disappointing finish. Scuffed the finish, yeah, yeah. yeah. Disappointing finish. So it can't, be, it can't be the iconic Guardiola goal. Hmm. I know, but... I, so, I, so, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of touches, a lot of passes, patience, probably a switch, cross, and, a, and, mm. and an easy finish. I feel like that's, that's it. Um, and then I think... You could almost do this with, like, AI, you know, where it's like... You know, you sometimes you see on, on Twitter, it's like, this is what it was like if Messi played with Ronaldo. Yeah. And it'd be like Messi running through and he'd finish it. And then it's like a, a genuine Ronaldo finish or whatever, that kind of thing. I feel like I, he thought, could... I thought it was going to be, this is what it'd be like if Messi played with Ronaldo and Messi does it all, Ronaldo just stands there. <laughs> well, Ronaldo does that thing that, you know, that because that goal comes up a lot where Ronaldo did like a, is it a Rabona chip the keeper and then mm. Nani heads it in and Nani's offside. And it's offside. Um, that Ronaldo great, doing great that to Messi. You can, that for, for Nani. you can imagine that. Yeah, you can imagine. I was going to say, can you do Burton if you used to play for United? But we won't go down that road. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of the kind of the changing of the year, the guard now. Because I know part of that question is you could almost break this down to the classic, like mm. Haaland goal. But like, would it be Haaland finishing it? Or would it be Aguero finishing it? I feel like it would have to be. Well, the, the other part I'm of gonna, the question. I think what I'll have to do now, because it's been so long, I'll have to go through all the goals mm. and look for one where De Bruyne did. Because there's not, there's also an element now where they're, you know they're a bit more capable of counter-attacking. So the one last but, season against United, you know, when Grealish carries it forward, mm. De Bruyne gets it, he crosses it to the far post and Haaland slides in. You know, that, that's a bit more typical of City these days. There's also, I was wondering how much of a of a classic Guardiola goal it is to work it to the byline, cut it back, and Rodri puts it in. Rodri doesn't score many, but when he does, there's often an element of a cutback in there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I don't think... 
the thing is, like, because you, you're narrowing it down to one player mm. who's probably scored. Twenty. I'm gonna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna. I was thinking twenty, maybe thirty. But you know that, as opposed to all the goals that Guardiola's, well, Guardiola City have scored. Yeah, that would be like one candidate. But I feel like something that's just a bit more. Yeah, cooked up on the left, switched to the right. I feel like that's that's the one. Now. That's the one. You know, if you'd done this three or four years ago, it would have just been David Silva balling behind to Zinchenko or Sana. He crosses it. Sterling on the right, Boxing which is in. shows how long ago that mm. was. Sterling on the right for a start. Um, but yeah, now I feel like it's more yeah, pacing passes on the everywhere, but it's on the left, switch to the right. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's an actual one other than that Walker one I can put my finger on as being an actual goal that was scored that was very City. I'm not sure. Well, there's because there's other parts of the question that Tim asked as well. He said, could widen this also to the same thing as an Aguero goal, a Haaland goal, mm. even a Torre or Rodri goal? We've kind of boxed off Rodri. Yeah, and I think Torre might be similar, but maybe he's carrying it from a bit further. See, I, I don't think he is. I think a classic Torre goal. Sweep, just sweeping, sweeping it, it in first some time. first time. I don't think. I think people have in their minds eye that he carried it a lot, and he he, just he, that villain. he, he carries it very well. Greatest debut. debut, by the way. Yeah, Good. everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> Embarrassing. Yeah, it's that. It's that. It's that stat that everyone knows and goes, "Oh, by the way, you know yeah. like that." Yeah, and I, yeah I did know that. Um, that Villa goal. I think people have that in their mind's eye as what he does, and yeah, he could carry it and drive well, but he had so much more to him, and I think. That because it was headline grabbing, people remember it. But then, is everybody thinking of the sweep because of the Sunderland League Cup? I, can you call that a sweep? Yeah. I mean, the ball's practically dead when he hits it, and he he bends it over the goalkeeper. Yeah, but it was that kind of action. I, I mean, a, a sweep a has to be a first time goal. finish, doesn't it? As it comes to you. I mean, we're we're yeah, in cliches territory yeah. now, but let's leave that to them, shall we? Yes, for sure. I mean, it's it's a very kind of extreme example of a sweep. But I feel like he's got it from, you know, not just one side of the goal from to the other, mm. but like it was outside. That was, it was outside. Like, far like, outside. Yeah, the right 25 post. yards. Like, yeah, though, yeah. yeah, but I mean like oh, in terms of outside of the post, he was even not, you know, it wasn't even in line with the goal. Was I think he was. I think oh, he, he was, was central. Yeah. Cent- oh, okay. I'll have to check that. Because <laughs> if it was central, then it's not really a sweep, is it? I, I remember one that on the last podcast when we were talking about cheeky sign-ins, because I remember they lost at Arsenal before Christmas. Brilliant goal. Left footed. Torres yeah. scored a really good goal left footed in the top corner, but it was like fully consolation. It was like three one or something. Yeah. But that's kind of like a yeah, I know in terms I don't think it was first time, but it's that kind of emphatic Torre finish. Obviously he had free kicks as well. Um I still think mine's eye is probably a run and a and a, finish. and a powerful finish. Like it's the same as Rodri. Probably that's why it was included in there, yeah. Torre slash Rodri, because I feel like everyone's kind of combined the two. In terms of Aguero just thinking near post. Near post smash. I'm thinking, yeah. obviously it was Liverpool. low against QPR, but the Liverpool one and the United one at Old Trafford, you know, he was off balance. Oh, yeah. He comes on, runs across, all the way across the box. It was the Phil Jones despairing lunge and he rifles it near post. I just feel like it's that mm. kind of goal. That Liverpool one's so good. Like, just the movement. Like I just swear he just disappears out of the ground for two seconds and then he reappears on the other side of Lovren. It's just amazing. Because <laughs> he was on the ground like complaining about a push before. He dived. He died. He never. He, did. He, he never used to dive, and then that game got to him to the point where he's like, "I'm chucking myself down." Here. What a game that was, by the way. <laughs> oh, speaking about emotions and stuff, I mean, obviously that was a big tense game, but I don't remember feeling especially on edge about it. Maybe because it was like January. I don't know. It was all the all the lead up Sick. was like, yeah, if they lose this, they're what ten points behind or something. Mm. Um, but I, I don't remember feeling that into it by your, that point. Your quote after the game. 
still sticks in my head. Oh God, what was it? It was it, I like a great way of, uh, of of discussing it. Was um, if you want to if you want to stop the service, you don't kill the waiter, you kill the chef. Well, that's kind of what I had in mind about you know cooked in the kitchen, but I couldn't mm. think on my feet quickly enough to think about a waiter analogy bringing it. And then black, like it, delivery, it fell down. It's like, like cook, knocking, knocking the you know delivery I mean. cyclist off his bike on the way over. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, what were we talking about? Aguero finishing Aguero first finish. near post, and and then Harland. Only because he did it recently against Everton, and it was like what he did against West Ham when he ran around it. I feel like there's that. Yeah. Also, I feel like uh, headering it off target. That is very very hard. Thing is, isn't there's it? been games since then, and he might have started scoring again. But oh my god, just start scoring again. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's quite difficult with Haaland. Because I don't really have a a mind's eye goal of his, even though he scores so many. Mm. I think it's because they're not all completely different. But, but there's a variety. There's enough. Yeah. There are, when he does score the headers, like the one at Old Trafford. No, again, even at Old Trafford. Missed one in the first half, mm. scored, the, scored the one in the second. Um, there are those finishes against Everton and West Ham where he kind of runs around it. There's the one against Crystal Palace for his hat-trick when he's running through and they can't stop him. Um... There's when he just appears at the back post and taps it in. Mm. Probably that's more or less it that I can think of. Obviously, there's some acrobatic efforts, but they don't all go in. You know, that one against Everton, was it? When he was, f- no, Copenhagen, where he was flying towards goal, but it went over. Yeah. But obviously, he scored that one against um, Dortmund. Southampton away. Dortmund, Dortmund yeah. Big. So there, there's a few with, with Haaland. I can't really boil that down. Maybe it would be more going back to the classic City goal. The one against United when mm. he scored a hat trick at home last season, De Bruyne just curls it to the back post Sliding in. again because that that video does the rounds on Twitter quite a bit. When it's De Bruyne playing the ball, exact same ball to Gabriel Jesus, Jesus diving header goes wide, and then Haaland pops it in, pops it in, like slides in and scores. And you think I hate videos like that because they're so simplistic. It's like that Rodri start of old. They lost every game when Rodri was out at the start of the season. It's like they would have lost at Newcastle regardless, but <laughs> Rodri wouldn't have played. But it's annoying because it is true. It's too simplistic, but it is true. And you can't argue with it. They do rely mm. on Rodri loads. And it's like that video. It's like, I hate that kind of stuff. But that is perfect. That is a perfect summary of the difference between Gabriel Jesus and, and Haaland. But you could also make the other one of... Um, I like Jesus, but... Yeah, you make the other one of uh, De Bruyne sticking the ball on Jesus's head and he 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 and he heads it in and Haaland head goes everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, then the offside flags up against uh, Jesus anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and Haaland is never offside, is he? Like That's still the case now, like 18 months after he actually said it himself. He's been offside like... Six times. It's ridiculous. Is it even that? I don't okay. know. There were, I think it was six times was, in I his first season. Won yeah. this season. Won this season. Mad. Um, be offside a bit more and score a bit more. <laughs> uh, I've got a real problem with him at the moment. <laughs> but like Hazard said something recently, didn't he? Like if you want to watch football, you watch like Messi, De Bruyne, mm-hmm. Grealish, but not really Haaland. But Jim, City Tactics Jim was like, I get the same amount of joy from watching Haaland do his thing as opposed to like those kind of players. And he's like, he's right. Like when, when Haaland was scoring, you know, at the start of last season, that one against Brighton, when Edison played it long and he knocked Dunk out of the way and scored, it didn't was just, just knock, didn't just knock him out of the way, mate. <laughs> but it, what it, well, it did. But it there's was been, just there's been buildings that have been bulldozed that had that had fewer. Uh... But at that point, that there is like a kind of magic around the stadium. Like this guy's just doing it again. Mm. But I know what Hazard means, and I've kind of gone so far down the route of this city team was perfect before he came. It's fine to change it all if he scores fifty goals a season, they win the treble. But if he doesn't. I'm being very harsh on him at the moment because mm. when he, not even if, when he goes back to scoring loads of goals at the end of the season, 
it'll just be like, well, fine. But then it's almost like you can't win because this is what I wanted anyway. But I'm just, I don't know, like, like somebody, I think this was on like just something on saw on my Instagram. And it was just a podcast like this, but funnier and more engaging and with more views. <laughs> and they said, he got, he goes, oh, who, who'd you like? He was like, who'd you prefer? Haaland or Mbappe? And the guy was, oh, you really put me on the spot. I'm like, it's not putting him on the spot. Mbappe's just better. Mbappe's just a better footballer. But it's difficult because it's like, Haaland's a good guy and doesn't really seem to cause any stress and seems to be like a good figure in the dressing room. Like Calvin Phillips, but useful. <laughs> That's so unnecessary. I like Calvin Phillips. Um, with Mbappe, I've got Nadam's words ringing in my head because he always says like, what are you laughing at? He just, always... You're chucking people under the bus left, right and centre. No, but just... you know what I mean? But he always just say that about Phillips, but it was like, but there was never anything yeah. on the pitch to like go with it. If you've got both, then if you're scoring 50 goals and you're a great lad, that improves the mood, then worth your weight in gold. But obviously, Nadam always says, like, if the players aren't complaining about the teammate, then how do you know they're bad in the dressing room? But, like, there's just a circus with Mbappe, isn't there? And, like, even with the PSG and Real Madrid thing, like, I know it looks like he's going to go to Real Madrid now, but I don't care for a start because I just don't believe it. Like, the amount of times he's supposed to have gone to Madrid and hasn't, and then he's gone back. I can't be dealing with all that. So it's like, who do you want for City? As a full package, probably still Haaland because, like, he's obviously a quality player. He does the job. City can make it work. And you don't get the big circus with it. Although, you know, there is obviously still the kind of undercurrent of Madrid one day kind of thing. But just as a footballer, Mbappe is just better. And I know people hate me saying that. And I know that's why people are, oh, it's just, it's, oh, it's just putting me on the spot. It's not putting me on the spot. It's just objectively a better footballer. He's got mm -hmm. more, there's more things you can do on the pitch in different areas. He's more of a threat in certain scenarios. You can beat a man better. His finishing is also excellent. He like he frightens teams in a different way, but also he can like he can generate the danger himself. Like if if you don't give Haaland the ball, he's not doing anything. Mbappe, like Messi, can drop, get on the ball, and make something happen. It's just an extra element to his game, and it's not like oh Haaland's your shit for not having that. It's just Mbappe has that, Different. and he doesn't. Yeah. So so there's that. I can't even remember why we we're talking about that, but um, the classic Mbappe goal. That's probably taking people on, opening his body like Henri and curling it towards the far post. But I must have seen like four of the goals he scored for PSG. And who cares? <laughs> um, is there any other city? Like, what would be the classic De Bruyne goal? Um, I feel like even though he feathers them in, like the one against Arsenal, which was amazing, mm. first half home game last season. I think Newcastle... I feel like there I, needs to be power. I think Newcastle away power. when they drew two all and yeah, Shelby scored a ridiculous goal at the end. I know exactly which one you mean. I've... There was one, I don't know if this was a Fernandez thing, but again, speaking of like the shite you see on Twitter, it was like, oh, City fans, let me know when De Bruyne scores a goal as good as this. And it's like, well, even if De Bruyne has never scored a goal as, as good as this one particular Fernandez goal, <laughs> what sport are you what are you watching? But if, but then like somebody posted a video, it was like two, two minutes 20 of like De Bruyne goals, and not all of them were better, but like 10 of them, yeah, like, 15 of them were like, fantastic. There was the one against... It was either Swansea or Huddersfield, maybe the end of the... No, Huddersfield was nil-nil at the end of the Centurion season, I think, the mm. day they got the trophy. It was when they beat Swansea, like, 5-0. Fernandinho scored yeah. one as well, but it was like... He scored a belt of them outside the box. Everyone, even the Swansea players, I think they waited to watch it on the screen before mm. they kicked off again. And like just goals like that where he's just like... He can feather them in, but he can just absolutely leather them too. And I feel like it has to be that kind of... The Spurs one in that Centurion mm. season, you know when he got crunched by Dele Alley? 
just before. Yeah. And he was, you could just tell, tell he was pissed off and he just leathered it in with just, his left foot. Just, I'm, I'm just going to hit this but in. He, yeah. The classic De Bruyne goal might be leathering in with his left foot. If you yeah. think about the Wolves ones. Yeah, yeah. That's so, he could have had five at Wolves as well. Like four, he got four, didn't he? Got four. Which was enough. But he could have had five as well. Didn't want it at the post. And he yeah. could have had an assist, but I think Sterling missed it. Would you believe? <laughs> like the Sterling goal is that's back post tapping, and that's not even a criticism. It just is like that. That's just easy to imagine. I'm trying to think: is is there anyone else that played for City enough? Again, I think with Gundogan, I can't think past the Villa one. Yeah, it's just arriving there, and obviously there it was just whether he's a, a yard he, out. Yeah, he's arriving there, and he's he's but either he's, he's passing it in or he's heading it in or something. Or yeah. yards, he's there. Yeah, back post headers, underrated shout actually. It's probably about it for like Mares. That's cutting in on the left. Cuts in on the left, bends it. Bends it. I, to be honest, you probably look at his goals, and there's probably about ten percent of them are that. But that, in terms of mind's eye, most of them against Burnley for some reason as well. Yeah, the bully. <laughs> um, classic. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to look. Have a look at it again for goal. All the goals they've scored, and go. This is actually the one with all the ingredients. Because yeah, it was definitely that walk across for Aguero. I think for West Brom like six years ago, mm. but. There must be an update by now. It's also fun looking for like De Bruyne's best assist. That's a good one. Stoke, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But again, I combined different because that he just kind of got the. It was great. He just got the ball past it, and it was like, it's like when, Lord when green balls as, as that ball was heading towards Sane, genuinely in the stadium, I was like, he better score this. Yeah, because because if he misses it, no one's remembering this. Yeah, um, but there was the one against Villa. I don't think oh, was it the game for Jesus. Everyone yeah. assumed Jesus was offside because he was that far ahead, but it was just not. <laughs> but but that had the element of De Bruyne was actually at speed as well. Mm. He'd beat a couple of people. He was motoring, and he whipped it towards the back post with his right foot from that sort of spot. It kind of had all the ingredients. I can't. He at that around that point a bit after he did like his five best assists, and I can't remember if he had that one as number one or he was up there. But I remember I remember saying that was the most De Bruyne assist because it also included that element of him. Like flying as well. Um, that goal is called against Bournemouth. It wasn't this. No, it wasn't this season because he was injured. Last season when he was running through and everyone was like, "He's going to play. He's going to play it to Haaland. and he's kind of he like, kind of twisted his body around it and flicked it in mm. with the outside of his right foot. It, it's difficult to nail down a De Bruyne goal because he does so much. Um, but I'll, I'll have to have a look and come up with like a specific one that actually was scored. Classic. Classic. There might even be an element of winning that like, winning the ball back on a. Even if it's not straight away. No, you know, like against Bayern last season when Grealish won the ball back off of up on McCarthy. Yeah, cutting out the passing and lines. Then and then they crossed it. Is that when Haaland, did Haaland score? I don't know if it was Haaland. I know Stone scored, but that might have been a different one. Mm. But that was high up and they scored straight away. I feel like there might have to be an element of City win it back. Like Diaz, maybe. That's the, that'll be a good ingredient to throw in. Diaz aggressively Diaz pushing up. Whether he wins it or he just makes the striker chest it down and City win it, they knock it back to Ake on the left. It goes back and like 40 seconds later they score. So it's probably not going to be on the match that they highlight. But that's how it started. Mm. There might there might have to be an element of that. I'll look into that. Also, yeah. that would be a good way. That would use a lot of time, actually. But I feel like that would be a good article to identify it again. What would be the classic or in your mind's eye Edison save? Like you know when he makes one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because again, mind's eye feels like he doesn't make them. Mm -hmm. Like cur currently speaking about Harland, mind's eye. I'm just thinking about the misses, but obviously that's not fair. I tell you what it is. It's not maybe not particularly in the corner, but really powerfully hit. Gets up one hand, yeah. touches it either yeah. just onto the bar or just over the bar. Yeah, because there's not. 
a great wealth of evidence of great, great saves, is there? Uh, we, I we, remember one we'll from Tielemans at Leicester when he, did, when he did that, and I remember a couple um, in the Champions League. I'm not saying League he doesn't make them, but it's not like, you know, considering he's been there seven or eight years. I said this before when we did the, the ranking of the best players. Obviously, he does make mistakes, but considering the amount of time he's been there, the amount of games he's played, the amount of touches he had with the ball, those mistakes, it must be like 2% of the touches he's had yeah. for City, which is a lot of touches that led to mistakes. It's nothing. But he obviously has made saves, but not a massive amount of his contributions have been great saves, but yeah, that that's probably a good shout. I'm trying. You know, there's, there's like no, it's never a penalty, is it? For a start, he's never saving a penalty in his life. <laughs> yeah, 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 there but... was yeah the Palace. I remember. I, can't, I don't. Remember. Ever, we, Everton the uh, Aguero uh, farewell day. He saved on that day. That was a hard game to remember. In, talking about emotions, that was stuff, his last one. That Aguero one was fantastic actually, because mm. that was a proper like humanity thing. That was people are back in this stadium. Only 10,000, you'd fill it not 10 times over, but two times over maybe because it's Aguero's last game. It doesn't start talking about FPL leagues. <laughs> and then he he comes on and you think, uh, he didn't score a hat trick in the end, did he? He got two. He got price. But it was just that, in terms of, you know, talking about the, the sense of wonder in the stadium when Haaland's scoring loads of goals, it was just that feeling of he's going to score a hat trick, isn't he? Like he's going to. Go out with a hat trick. Not two is enough, and the way he did it was enough. Like the goals he scored were fantastic, but that was that was great. Like that was a great like feeling in a stadium because it was unusual as well. Because mm. like you said, you had that factor of this is the first time fans have been in the Etihad since before the pandemic. So it would have been over a year, well over a year. And you know, I was trying to get tickets for a mate in particular. I was really trying because you know everyone was like desperate to be there. And then you think to be lucky enough to be there for that. And the way it panned out it, as it did, yeah, that was that was that was really special. Good. That was really good. That's it for this episode of Let Me Talk Details. Sam, there was more from this episode for members. Uh, what extra bits can people hear? City's best free kick takers and a big tangent on the stupid laws of the game. If you'd like longer ad-free versions, even earlier, all the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. If you want to ask us a question or send us a voice note on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, just search for lmtpod. Or you can send us an email, hello at lmtpod.com. All the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.